Grab your cup of coffee, a glass of wine, or whatever drink your choice it is to get you through the day and settle in. Welcome to Momnesia, Mothering Like a Mofo. I'm your host for today's show, Jinx Scott. In the studio with me today are my co-hosts and co-creators, Jada Butler, Farrah Moore, and Krista Garza. Welcome, ladies. Hi. It's good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So just really quick, since uh, this is our first episode, we want to introduce everybody to each other. So why don't we each take a minute? Farrah, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself since you're the most experienced mother out of all of us here. Almost <laughs> experienced is Because you have adult kids, that's the thing. We're all still okay. getting our little teenagers up to that point. I'm Farrah. I have four children aged 23 to 17 and two grandchildren. And I'm crazy. <laughs> Here, I, I guess after four kids, I know yeah. the feeling. <laughs> so Jada, since you said mentioned the four kids, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself too? I'm Jada. I also have four kids, and my kids range between the ages of ten and two. So I have a wannabe teenager, and then I have a little toddler growing up, just trying to fit in with the crowd. So um, I got three girls and one boy. So there's a lot of tears in the household. <laughs> that was the household I grew up in. Three girls and one boy. Oh it's gosh. a beautiful thing, though. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel for your, your son. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> says that. So I've heard stories from my brother on how it was for him coming of age. But, uh, yeah, Krista. we should get him with, with Jaden sometime. <laughs> yeah. right. So uh, I'm Krista. I have one daughter who uh, thinks she's a little princess. Uh, she's Seven, about to be eight, so she's getting into the, the preteens. So, you know, we're preparing for that. <laughs> and, you go ahead, Jinx. Yeah, and of course, I'm your host, Jinx, and I've got a 10-year-old little mad scientist in the making, as my friends lovingly or fearfully call her. Oh, yes. <laughs> she keeps, so profile. Oh, oh she's so <laughs> She keeps me on my toes with never quite knowing what to expect, and I kind of like that with motherhood, not, you know, always being surprised with different things. Yeah, you know, can be stressful at times, but I enjoy it. I keep really busy. Um, I think one of the things all of us have in common to some extent or other is that we are also working mothers. Some of us part-time, some full-time, some internships, but we, we, yeah, we learn to manage to balance that. For uh, today's show, we're actually going to dig into some great topics uh, that don't have to do with balancing work, work life with kids. We'll get into that on another day. Today, we're going to dig into a topic that a lot of us are also dealing with lately, our kids to seem to be so obsessed with popularity at younger and younger ages than ever. At least it seems to me. I don't remember being obsessed at those ages. Later on, we're also going to discuss the difficulty of maintaining relationships with our adult children and that transition or helping your child transition from teenage to adult years. Farrah's going to tell us how she's handling that with her kids right now. <laughs> and to get things started, though, let's talk about uh, the topic that gave actually gave us the title for the show, Momnesia, or uh, better known, Baby Brain. <laughs> Every mom I think has dealt with this and if uh, any mom claims to not I think she's just forgotten just rather not admit it <laughs> it never happened <laughs> and now Jada I know for you you didn't even realize this was a thing you thought it was just you were the only yeah. one dealing with this until oh, I yeah. brought up the topic to you yeah I totally well yeah I mean I 
didn't know about it until probably my last one. I knew that something was different or kind of wrong, but <laughs> but one of my coworkers actually pointed out to me when I was um, you know at work, pregnant for the fourth time. I didn't. I wasn't pregnant during all. I was in a working mom during all my pregnancies, but my for my last two, I did work full time, and. Um, you know, I, I don't remember what I was doing, but my coworker was just telling me, Jada, you must have pregnancy brain. And I'm like, what? What is that? And she kind of explained the whole thing to me about how I wasn't alone and other moms go through this exact same thing, too. So if you're out there and you do not know what pregnancy brain is yeah. or momnesia, that is when uh, your brain just starts, seems to like forget the little things that used to come to you so easily. And all of a sudden you're like, why am I forgetting everything? Yeah. And, you know, leaving the house with only one shoe on or, you know, like you're like, wait, you're two different shoes. And you're like, how in the world could I do something so simple. I know Farrah and I were talking before about some instances, even as a parent, where you forget things. Now, not just when you're pregnant, but it just keeps going. I think every parent has that moment when the school age kids were all of a sudden you think somebody else is picking up the kids and you forget, nope, it's your day to pick up your child <laughs> yeah. from wherever. Or you're getting out of the car and everybody sees that on the news where somebody's forgotten their baby in the back seat. <laughs> or and and you're like, internet. how could somebody do that? And then one day you're getting out of the car and you start, you know, and you realize. Away. You're like, wait, my child's still on the roof. I yeah. gave my own mother too hard of a time for forgetting things. Now I completely get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Farrah, what's your, your best forget about it story? This, we'll call this our forget about section. So now it's time for forget about it. Forget about it. My third child, my daughter, I, by that time I was like, ugh, you know. I was so tired. I had three kids and I, it was in four years. So we were, I had them all to myself. So we were going somewhere. She was six weeks old and I got my boys in the car and thought I put my daughter in the car and we got to the uh, second stoplight from our house and my son goes, where's my sissy? He's like, in the back seat with you. He goes, uh-uh. And I just turned around and I'm like, holy crap. So I put the car in park and I jumped down. I'm like, she's not on the roof. I look down the road. I'm like, she's not on the road. So flew back home and she was just sitting there on the porch. Oh, it's like one of those heart attack mom moments. But yeah. Yeah. You feel so bad, but it's like you have to reel it in and remember, okay, one step at a time. I'm going to do this right now. Yeah, but, you know, forgetting a baby's bad. And it's like those moments that make you feel like you're the worst mom in the world and you're uh, how yep. could anybody do this? But it happens to all of us, maybe right. not the exact same situations, but there have been moments where each of us have dealt with forgetting something monumental. Krista, do you have a forget about it story? Um, so there was one time actually that I was coming home from work and my husband actually thought that uh, he had left the baby with my mother-in-law and uh, she forgot about it and she left and we came home and the baby was sleeping in her crib. <laughs> And nobody else was home. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> At least she was sleeping. Oh my gosh! And only a yeah. baby. Can you imagine the and toddler she was inside? Up? She yeah. was out on the porch. I can only imagine if Veronica, my daughter, if was left at home alone and woke up and nobody was there, what I would come home to. I uh, yeah. Oh, well, and Veronica's how old now? So like, yeah. But you know, I'm talking about when she was younger. It was still would have been. Uh, this Would kid you? at three years old, she was taking stuff out of the recycling bin and oh, building yeah. things out of it with, you know, <laughs> and like 
And she she's the kind of kid that's always been like from one and a half on if she would wait till she was absolutely like where she could not get herself out of whatever situation she was in before she I'd hear her shout a little help, please. <laughs> and a little baby voice. And I'd go and look and I'd find her trapped on the counter because she was trying to get snacks out of the cabinet on her own at two. Right. Or <laughs> building towers out of recyclables and now it's about to topple over as soon as she lets it go. So, you know, things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's it, that to me, I think Veronica, it's bad enough the stuff I find that she did while I was home that I didn't know about. <laughs> it's those things that you just we'll get to those stories. don't forget. And the other episodes. things you forget. Not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of balances out. So, Jada, what's your best forget about it story? You know, I, you know, it's like a reoccurring thing. It's more like a forget about it syndrome. <laughs> I don't know how many times the school has called me at the end of the day. Um, we have your daughter in the office, and um, the bus has brought her back to school. She can't get off this because she, she can't get off the bus without her older brother. When you're in first grade, and the older ones go and do activities after school. Um, they won't let the younger people, the the younger little students off the bus without like some sort of parental consent or somebody waiting there. So we always forget because Jaden, for some reason, I don't remember having that issue with him. Um, he's taken the bus for years and I don't remember ever, you know, having to pick him up. But that's sort of what we deal with from week to week. But I don't know. I remember um, my Forget about it story from where from when my coworker first schooled me on the pregnancy brain situation. Now I was vacuuming. I was gonna go do some vacuuming for work because that was part of my whole, you know, job spiel in the morning, get the office nice and tidy because we were a smaller office, so it ran with my administrative duties. And I couldn't for some reason find um the cord on this vacuum. <laughs> I couldn't find the cord at all. I was sitting there just thinking to myself, I'm a pregnant mom. I was probably like maybe three months away from my due date. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be vacuuming, but I need to do it because we had some big executive or something <laughs> coming in the office. But it ended up being one of those like because it was one of those retractable cords. So I was just kind of like, what is wrong with this vacuum? And that was just about it. I, I, that was my shameful office uh, moment. Let's see, I've got stories uh, for getting, you know, like where, you know, I thought her dad was picking Veronica from school and her dad thought I was or her grandparents. And like, you get that call from the school. And I'm like, one time I was at work and her dad thought I was picking her up and he's like, you know, and I, so I didn't get any of the calls from school saying because I was busy and I, you know, and they were calling my cell phone and not my work phone. And uh, finally, her grandparents went and picked her up because they had their number, too. And oh, and her no. dad's like calls me and he's like, yeah, Veronica was at the school there. Grandparents. And he's like, I thought you were picking her up. I'm like, I was working. How could I pick her up? So that does happen. But as far as like forgetting something so simple mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with your kids, but like you like I was. This, you guys are going to laugh. Uh, you know, refrigerators, they have the water and ice mm -hmm. features. I was at my friend Stan's house and uh, I'm getting, I got ice from the thing and then I go and I switch it to water. You know, you, so you push mm -hmm. the button to switch it from ice to water. And so and now the water's going into the cup, right? Mm -hmm. And it starts to get like about three quarters full. And all of a sudden I'm like, how do I turn off the wa water? Where's <laughs> the button no. to turn off the water? And I'm like, and I'm like, guys, guys, how do I turn the water off? And Stan's like, move the cup. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Thanks, Phoebe. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> but yeah, that that's probably like my most embarrassing. Like I cannot believe it's I just sad forgot when it's that. in front of people too. Yeah, like yeah. when you have oh, these yeah. just like shameful moments, and it's like oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Like I said, I think this is something every mom can uh, can agree on. It's something oh, yeah. we all deal with. So we want to hear your forget about it moments. So uh, we want you guys to go ahead and email us at momnesia mofo. That's M O F. Uh, at gmail.com. So mom needs M-O-M-N-E-S-I-A mofo M-O-F-O at gmail.com. Send us your best Momnesia stories. You can also find us on Facebook at Momnesia, Mothering Like a Mofo. Uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we can share some of your stories on the air. We're going to be getting some great giveaways to send to anybody with the great stories that we're going to be sharing on the air, too. So look forward to that, guys. Uh, getting on to our next topic. Um, we're trying to get this show popular. So this is kind of a contradictory <laughs> thing. But we're going to talk about our kids being, uh, being obsessed with popularity. Um, my daughter's 10 and like... Like for the past year or two, I keep hearing, uh, how you know, I need to make more friends. I'm not if I'm not popular enough, I'm you know, I'm gonna have a rough time in junior high. And I think part of that is coming from stuff that her teacher is saying, just from parent teacher conferences with her teacher saying stuff. I'm like, you have like five or six good friends that you talk to all the way all the time and hang out with one of them since kindergarten. Jeez. You know, how many friends do you need? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't you guys have kids relatively close to my daughter's age, if not mm-hmm. the same age. What are you, Jada and Krista, what are you guys dealing with as far as that? And what do you tell your kids when it comes to that? Well, Adira was going through this thing where she wanted to, she was really struggling. And she asked for my advice because she was really upset about how, uh, you know, she has five or six good friends that she talks to all the time. But then she was like, well, I want to make more friends because, you know, new new kids are coming into the school and, you know, I want to make new friends. But I also want to, like, have have old friends. I, I know I was telling Farah about this and it, it really struck her. And, you know, she was really struggling with like, well, I want to make new friends, but then, like, integrate them with the old friends. And, you know, the the old friends weren't really accepting of of the new friends and and, you know, it, it's not really that Adira wants to be popular. It's just I think she wants everybody to just get along mm-hmm. rather than rather than just like, oh, I just need like a whole bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I was talking with another girlfriend of mine about this and, and she suggested uh, perhaps it's the push of social media. Uh, and now that, you know, we're in this age where, you know, Everything is, you know, you can go be a stupid idiot on YouTube mm-hmm. and, and you get all the likes and the popularity and, and you know, you on Instagram, you know, you put your hashtag of like your shoe. She said something about like there was like a hashtag about your shoe. Yeah. Like take, taking your picture what? of a shoe and, and then yeah, like in, putting that on Instagram. And- it's sweet that Adira wants everyone to, you know, kind of mesh well and mm-hmm. get along and everything like that. I mean, with the push of social media, because it has a tendency to kind of break apart different um, groups that um, might have been once strong, but for different reasons, like, you know, if they're keeping up with social media or if they've heard mm-hmm. of different things that's going on or just like. Um, in the loop of things that are cool with technology and everything like that. But the fact that there are still young kids out there who are pushing for like a, like a unity um, rather than too much of this little separate clicky. Yeah. Everybody's stuff. in their own little niche. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to see. It's refreshing to see, you know, in this generation. 
<laughs> so, uh, I know, Farah, you ha- your kids are grown up. Did you deal with this with your kids, or are you still dealing with this now, teenagers and adults? Yeah, I think they always want to be popular. Like, And what I see is that by certain ages, you've already made clicks. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. little groups of friends, and you don't even realize that you have done that. And then, like, as you get older, they as you get older, they change again, because then you want to the friends that you let go, my daughter at least, are the ones that wound up being her best friends, which were only three. Three girls. And she's still friends with them because she wanted to fit in. Oh, that's rare. She wanted like, to be having a lifetime but, you life. Know, I mean, she's 20, but she friends. was like, the last couple of years of high school, she was like, you know what? I wasted a whole bunch of years. <laughs> so, I, you know, it was a struggle, though, for her to figure it out. Yeah, I think it's kids get uh, popularity and friendship confused. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was reading on uh, this article on Psychology Today uh, where they defined it, and this is a straight quote, uh, quote from there. Popularity and friendship are not the same. Popularity is political. Friendship is personal. Popularity is about rank. Friendship is about relationships. I think that's really important to try and... Uh, explain to our kids and get them to understand that just because you're popular doesn't mean you have a lot of friends. It just means a lot of people gravitate towards you and want to be your friend, want you to like them so that they can appear cool because they're around you. That's good. Um, Like my dog, my son, my daughter, she mm -hmm. wound up, you know, trying just to fit in and then in the end wound up, you know, going back to the few friends that were real friends. Right. So... I mean, yeah, it's a I cycle. Though. Yes, I from myself, I don't remember ever really caring if I was popular or not. Mm-hmm. I, I it didn't bother me, and I did not have a lot of close friends in junior high or anything like that. High schools where I just started like I don't care. I'm you know I, I'm going from a class of forty students to a class of like nine hundred students. So right. I felt like we were all like even level. Everybody's making new friends, and exactly. and uh, and I never and really cared where I ranked. Yeah, as long as I had friends that I got along with. Um, but I think we also need to help teach our kids that there are a lot of pressures that come along with being popular. So if popular is your goal, you got to think about what that really means. It's not just all of a sudden you're surrounded by right. friends and happy all the time. It's actually mm-hmm. really tough on on those on those people too because you're dealing with um, having to find a way to please everybody, make everybody happy. Exactly. Um, yep. You're you know conforming to the group instead of being an inf- individual, and that's like a lot of times when people try to be individual, that's when they're not as popular when they're younger, but then when they grow up, like, look at Ellen DeGeneres. How unique is she? You know, like, oh, she, yeah. and she, everybody loves her, and she's popular now because of her uniqueness. Exactly. And whereas, she, if you hear her talk about her childhood, she wasn't, like, a super popular kid. She was a weird kid, you know? And, like, yeah. so, uh, you just got to learn that, or teach our, you know, we have to teach our kids that the where you rank in high or in high school, junior high is not going to define who you are for the rest of your life. It's just a moment in time, a blink of the eye. Exactly, it's going to be gone before yeah. you even know it. And my daughter is a very unique creature, and I, you know, <laughs> uh, hone in on those things. Yeah, that make our kids. Yeah, and, and she's very much will be like, why do I have to do this? I'm I don't want to be like everybody else. I, you know, and I'm like that. If you want to be popular, that's where the balance is. So trying to teach her that you can be your own person and have friends but as long as popular but if you want to be popular you're gonna to have to get rid of that and yep. and lose who you are um they also have to keep up with current trendy things again you don't get to be who you are dress how you want you have to wear what's trendy um 
no matter, you get insin- keep, and no matter the cost. Yep, and right. you get mm-hmm. insincere, insincere friends. You have you have to be insincere and pretend like you like everybody, even if you mm-hmm. don't. And then you have people pretending to be your friend or pretending like you be just because they want to be cool. And you never know who your real friends are. Right. I mean, yeah, that depends on what type of popularity or platform you're seeking. You know, is if you want to be popular, you just got to make sure it's for the right message and for bringing out the right the the right um, topics to people and conveying the right type of popularity um, for a for a better cause. You know, like like you were saying about how um, you might find the fake friends or whatever. You have to be going in a direction that's going to build a good thing for everyone. And then, you know, the pressures aren't going to seem so overwhelming. I mean, there are plenty of people who are popular like Ellen who are good. And I'm sure she knows now how to weed out the fake people or the things that aren't um, healthy for her, you know. Uh, Yeah. And there's another thing with popularity that you have to keep in mind, too, or at least the kids should. When you are popular, you're also in the eyes of everybody. So people are paying more attention to you and judging you more. Uh, you're going to have people critiquing you more, commenting, especially people that get jealous of you because of your popularity. And that, you know, so then that leads to more bullying, too. So not just the unpopular kids are not the only ones that get bullied. Uh, popular ones do, too. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of things I don't think kids realize that us as parents, we need to learn to help them navigate through and explain to them. And, uh, you know, that popularity isn't as great as it sounds or you yeah. make it, it, it looks like. It's definitely not everything. You know, you should you should really go for those those people that, you know, are your true friends rather than, you know, rather than um, the, the popular thing. You know, you want you want those three or four good friends that are going to stay by you. Because, like, even I don't talk to anybody hardly that I went to high school with. Like, I talked to maybe three or four friends and then the rest are people that I've met after. So, and I was never popular, you know, like I was the weird kid too. So (laughs) we just have to make sure that they don't put too much value on popularity. Like in, you know, a very Spider-Man like thing with great power comes great responsibility. Use your platform. If you're going to be out there reaching a whole bunch of different groups and people, make sure that you are putting a positive message to each other instead mm-hmm. of something that's going to break down, especially right now when so many people are pinned against each other in life. So and if you look at it right now, the most popular people like Ellen, you know, it's because of how she's trying to help people and make people happy. That's why people love her and gravitate towards her. Yeah, um, a joy thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People that are demeaning, putting others down, they tend, they might get a little bit of popularity because of their negativity, but they don't retain that. Right. And uh, get that as big a following or people, you know, right. gravitate towards them because they're afraid of it. Um, so I guess it's one of those topics that's an ongoing conversation with your kids uh, to keep that open communication um, and letting them know that popularity isn't everything. It, it's not just it, don't worry about the now and think about in letting them know that things will get better in the future. Right. It's something that we have to keep that conversation. And speaking of keeping up conversations, that kind of brings us to our next topic of keeping your relationship with your adult child. Right. So as our kids get older and transition from teen to adulthood, 
um, how do we maintain those relationships uh, with them? Keep you know, keep in contact with them, but also transition from treating them like a child and a teenager to um, accepting them as or teaching them responsibility as adults, but also like learning to let go of wanting to take care of them and do things for them and uh, and talking to them as an adult as opposed to a child getting into talky, touchy subjects that you might not be comfortable with but yeah it's yeah. you would with another adult and so you have to learn to do that with your kids it's, so it's kind of weird to do it yes yeah. it's very weird to start treating them like adults i'll tell you <laughs> i know yes yeah, so fair you're the only one of us that has dealt with this so far so why don't you give us a little bit of insight on what what you've done and felt have worked or what you're trying to do with your children. So which one of yours are adults now? How many of uh, Three of them are adults and then one's 17, but I have a 23-year-old and then a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, sorry, and a 20-year-old. So, um, and my 23-year-old also has children. So, and it was easier to let my oldest one go. Um, because he lived in Indiana and I stayed here, so it wasn't that intense. But my daughter, wow, that was hard to what to to still not call her peanut butter in the store and get yelled at. How's that? <laughs> okay, because that's her nickname, and if I call her that anywhere now, boy, I've broken the cardinal rule. <laughs> so. It's hard because I see her as my baby girl. I don't, my daughter, I call butter, and I'm sorry, but I will be calling her that till the day I die. She's not in public. My butter. I'm I'm like, not yeah. in public, though. Oh, no, you will get the look of death. Yeah. <laughs> she will sit there because my family likes to call her uh, butter bean that's in the South. They call her butter mm-hmm. bean. And then, you know, some family up here will just call her butter every once in a while. Friends will pick up on it. And she'll be like, Mom, could you please tell them that they are not allowed to call me butter? Only you can call Aww. me that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, she likes, she prefers V. You know? Yeah. <laughs> v um, for V1. Vendetta, mm-hmm. if it's no. <laughs> I love Ronica. What a cool kid. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so do you. Um, set aside time specifically to speak to your kids uh, or, you know, have a meal with them or get pick up the phone and call them? Um, my daughter actually texts me every day and I we talk at least every other day on the phone. So it's been nice, but it's more mature because uh, she used to always be like, mommy, I need or want when she called. And now it's like, I did this today or I, pay, you know, and I'm like, wow. Wow, yeah, that's the maturity. Be, yeah, it's very like, gratifying. And that's what I remember. She's not my little peanut butter anymore. She, you know. She's blossomed. She's her own sister uh, now. I think yeah. about that kind of often. Did yeah. you think about that a lot when she was little, how you were going to feel at these no, times? No, no. Really? Because <laughs> I was like, I was a cool mom, you know. I'll be cool yeah. with it. Be, <laughs> you know. And then she's like, well, mom, I got to tell you something. When she turned 18, I was like, I've got a boy. I'm like, I know, Caitlin. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and it was, yeah, that's how we were, though. She was my little girl, so she was afraid to tell me she had a boyfriend. I mean, that's kind of mm. bad. <laughs> so, did you uh, build up that relationship with her, though, as she was growing up, where you guys had open a lot of open communication? Or do you feel yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we and no problem being open with each other because, well, let's just say she's stubborn and very opinionated and has a very loud so, mouth at times. So she has no problem telling you what she's thinking or feeling in other oh, words. Oh, no. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Uh, her first baby picture, she came out flipping people off. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, I have man. the proof. I can, I can, I have the, the proof. The mother-daughter relationship is already something that will be figured out <laughs> these days. So. I, 
I was looking into it because, um, like I said, I I don't have experience with an adult child yet. But um, other than being an adult child myself, which that at least we know we we have our parents and our relationships with them, which I wish I had a better relationship with my parents. Uh, we don't talk a lot. Every I go to their house maybe once a month and, you know, and we don't pick up the phone to call each other. And I, I think I overcompensate with that with Veronica trying to keep maintain that relationship now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully when we get to that stage. Uh, but reading up on this, I, I've read that, you know, plan a time once a week for, you know, working, being with your child or having a meal or coffee or something just to, to keep that connection and communication open. Um, as their teenagers getting closer to adulthood, giving them more responsibility, like making, you know, if they need an emergency wash of clothes done, they have them do it themselves. They're old enough to do laundry instead of just being that mom trying to take care of everything or making their own meals or, you know. But when they still um, live at home and they're adults, yep. it's really hard to stop do, doing that. I'm telling you, it's... Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I have <laughs> just trying to get Veronica to do any kind of chores right now, but trying to get, you know, to help them transition into that and being more responsible for their own self and learning to take care of themselves. So that was one of the things I read with helping that transition. Um, but also, you know, it... It uh, had the analogy of uh, an article I was reading about um, getting your pre-licensing, you know, where you're, you know, with like with driving a car, right. you, your parent is with you or you have another driver in the car right. to help you. So you're learning right. and doing the stuff by yourself, but you have somebody there watching you and guiding you and asking you questions and reminding want, you about things. Really, I don't want to think but, about our kids guiding cars because yeah. mine just got, a, <laughs> mine just got his permit point, and yeah. that's a terrifying subject. Uh, <laughs> at some point, you have to let them drive by themselves you know, and oh. trust that you've given them enough instruction and help and guidance that they're going to be able to handle it on their own. Mute so sufficient, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like that with, uh, with transitioning to adulthood. You do the best you can with giving them the advice and structure and letting them know that if they come across things that they struggle with, they can still talk to you and uh, that you're going to treat them like an adult and not berate them, you know, for acting Mm -hmm. like a child, you know? So uh, I think that's important too, for moms getting to that stage. Uh, And we'd love to hear from other moms too on these topics. So we have started also a discussion group on Facebook, uh, the momnesia mothering like a mofo, the post-show discussion group. So if you guys want to join that, you can comment on things we've talked about on the show. Give your stories, your advice, too, if you have some advice for moms or stories you want to share so that other moms don't feel like they're the only ones dealing with the situation. We share our situation, so hopefully you guys can relate to those. But maybe you have another story that might help another mother. So we want you to share those stories. Uh, Feel free to go to Mothering Like a Mofo on Facebook or join our discussion group. And also email us, momnesia mofo at gmail.com so uh this <laughs> i'm looking forward to this i can't I know. wait yeah. i'm we, just getting used to the name <laughs> yeah we are really glad to finally get this together we've been in the talks for the show for a couple months now yeah. so finally getting this together Working out all the kinks we've got that we've got some great topics and shows lined up for and we're gonna try mm-hmm. and keep a variety of topics for each episode so you guys know uh, what to kind of expect from us going forward. We're going to try to deal with uh, at least two or three different age ranges or just parenting in general as we go forward. Next week's topic, we're going to discuss parenting styles, different parenting styles. There are so many of these out there and we're going to discuss what ones we feel like we fit in or whether or not we feel like this is a, a joke and uh, there's no one definition for a parent. Um, so, and because everything changes. So we're going to discuss that and we want to hear your topic ideas too. Again, go ahead and reach out and message us at our Facebook page 
momnesia mothering like a mofo or, <laughs> or email us at momnesia mofo at gmail.com right. uh, for momnesia this is jinx krista jada Vera, and we'll talk to you next week bye keep on mothering <laughs>